Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Tony, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Rachel, Crystal, and Adam. Hey, gang. Hi, Tony. Hey. Hey. And I'd like to welcome everyone to Disney Cruise Line 202, which is your second-level course on the Disney Cruise Line. If you may recall, uh, last episode, which was DCL 101, we introduced you to the basics of cruising. We gave you a little look at the history of the cruise line. And we talked about the ships. And, and just to bring you back up to speed, there are four ships currently in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. There are two ships in the Magic class, the Magic and the Wonder. They entered the fleet beginning in 1998. They have 11 public decks, 875 staterooms, and a maximum capacity of 2,700 people. And then we have the Dream class, which consists of the Dream and the Fantasy. They began entering the fleet in 2011. There are 14 public decks, 1,250 staterooms, and a 4,000 guest capacity. So this 201 class is going to be a little bit more detailed. We're going to talk about uh, where the ships are home ported throughout the year, specifically looking at the end of 2019 and 2020. So if you're listening to this at some point in the future, you may have gone past those dates. You know, if it's 2022, you're out of luck and there's new ships. Uh, right now, we're focusing on the, the near present uh, itineraries are usually out about 18 months uh, ahead of time. So right now, the ships do have their itineraries out through the first part of 2021. As always, when you're listening to us talk about the itineraries, if you have any questions or anything piques your interest and you would like to book a Disney cruise, you can feel free to contact Main Street and More Travel. And uh, Chris, who is actually on a cruise this week and not recording with us, yeah. will hook you up. Well, I know she's the lucky one. She'll hook you up with an agent to meet your planning needs and, and help you get your family on the high seas. So tonight, we're going to start off with someone who's actually never cruised before, and that is Crystal. Crystal, Hi. how are you? I'm good. I actually cruised once a very long time ago, so I don't even want to say I remember very many details, but I did cruise a very long time ago. Was it with Disney? It was with Disney, yes. Oh, so you're in yeah. the Castaway Club. Welcome. Yes, yes. I just, you know what? It, it, it has to be like at least ten years ago that I was on a Disney cruise ship, actually. So I think I was on the Disney Magic um, at that time, and uh, I really enjoyed myself. But I feel a little out of the loop. I, I'd like to go again soon. Well, you, you have been lucky enough uh, because you are one of Chris's agents, and I believe you did visit the Dream uh, within the, the, the recent time period? Yes, I was lucky enough to be down in Florida for training with Disney, and they did allow us a very detailed tour of the Disney Dream, which was an amazing experience. I really was blown away at the quality of that ship. So I look forward to traveling on that ship soon. Excellent. Are you part of the, I know Chris has a group of agents going in May. Are you part of that group? I haven't really decided. I can't commit just yet, gotcha. but I hope I can. Yes. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, why don't you uh, share with our listeners some info about the Fantasy and Dreams home ports and itineraries? Okay, so the Dream class ships, there are two of them, as you just stated, the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream. Uh, the Disney Fantasy is home ported in Port Canaveral, Florida. It has the longer sailings of the two ships. It has a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise and a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise. Those are their primary departures, the primary itineraries, rather. And in 2020, there are a few unique itineraries for the Fantasy, a six- and eight-night Eastern and Western Caribbean itinerary, and that's in late March, as well as a nine-night Eastern Caribbean itinerary, and that's in June. That sounds amazing. And then there's a shorter one, a three- and four-night Bohemian itinerary, and that goes through late August into November. Yeah, I'm, I'm very shocked to see them giving the fantasy some three- and four-night cruisings because that's not, you know, that that's not the, the way things have worked on the fantasy. They've, they've actually got a, uh, for the seven-night sailings, if you have two meals in Animator's Palette. They actually have two distinct shows, and that's one of the signatures in Animator's Palette is that second night show, and that only occurs 
on sailings that are six nights or longer because, you know, the way the rotation works in the rotational dining. Um, so it's very odd to see the fantasy getting these three and four night sailings. But I guess when they've thrown in some six and eight and nine nights, you know, you need to get it back onto that Saturday departure schedule that they're used to with their seven night sailings. Is the first show a prerequisite basically for the second show? Is is one dependent on the other? It's not dependent upon each. It's not dependent upon each other. Okay. Um, they're completely distinct and unique shows. But the second show is a show that does not occur on the Dream. Okay. Which brings us to the Disney Dream, which also is home ported in Port Canaveral, Florida. And again, it has the shorter itineraries of the two Dream class ships. It has a three night Bahamian cruise, a four night Bahamian cruise. Um, the three-night is a Friday departure, and the four-night is the Monday departure. And then unique for 2020, there is actually a five-night Bahamian cruise as well, and that is from June through early fall. That basically sums it up for the uh, Dream Class ships. Pretty cool. Yeah, those uh, those are the bigger ships. You know, I prefer the quaint Magic Class ships, and we have uh, Rachel who is preparing right now uh, to sail on The Wonder this December. And uh, she's going to give us some information on the home ports and itineraries for The Wonder and the, and the Magic. Hi, Rachel. Hi. I'm so excited to be sailing on the Magic class ships, finally. These ships are move around a whole lot more than the other class. In, in the beginning and ending of the year, get, the Wonder will sell out of Galveston. There are four-night cruises as well as seven nights. They can be Bahamian or Western Caribbean. Now, when it says Bahamian, that means that they're going to Castaway Key usually. So if that's important to you to go to Disney's Island, you want to be sure that you're looking at those cruises. The Western Caribbean do not make it over to Castaway Key. In January, after it's completed um, its tours out of Galveston, the Wonder will sail to San Juan, for a couple of cruises, uh, Southern Caribbean cruises out of there. And then in February, it sails to Liza's Neck of the Woods to New Orleans to spend Mardi Gras with the Louisianans. Are you are you a Louisianan? Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never heard that term, I don't think. Okay. But we well, are Cajun Arkansas. people. Okay, with the Cajuns. We're Arkansans, so I didn't know if you were Louisianans. Anyway, so they'll sell out in New Orleans in February. And then you can jump aboard the Wonder and sail over through the Panama Canal to San Diego. Hey, Rachel. Yes. I believe the proper term is Southern Bells. Yeah. That's what she is. She's a Southern Bell. Well, isn't that what Mississippians are? <laughs> Mississippian. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But you know what? I think everybody south of, from Arkansas down, I think we're Southern Bells. Well, some. Or Georgia <laughs> down, maybe. I don't know. We're yeah. Southern, though. But Florida doesn't count. Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> As I was saying, one neat thing you can do on the Wonder is you can sail through the Panama Canal. And so in March, uh, the Wonder will leave New Orleans, head through the Panama Canal to San Diego, where it does a couple of two- and seven-night Mexican itinerary cruises. I cannot imagine doing a two-night cruise, but those oh are available. Gosh, I can't either. It's like, hey, I'm here. All right, I'm leaving. That I is the biggest tease ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't even get to eat in each one of the, you know, three signature, you know, dining, sit down dining restaurants. Um, and if you didn't get to eat at Tiana's, wouldn't you be mad? Exactly. I mean, I would want a refund and you don't know where you get to eat until you get on. Correct? Well, you can you, you can actually request a dining rotation. But it's not guaranteed. It, it Well, they do their best. I, I learned that the hard way. I put in a request and did not get it oh. on my first one. Oh, so, no. Yes. So anyway, okay, so we're in San Diego, we're selling on our two and seven night Mexican itineraries, and then we make it up the coast to Vancouver because the Wonder spends the summer going to Alaska. Although there is a, a couple of Hawaiian itineraries in there, but most of the time they're doing five to nine night Alaskan cruises. And then September, the Wonder will start making its way back to San Diego for a couple more two night and seven night cruises. And then in this um, year in Galveston. So there are two Panama Canal cruises if you're interested in doing that, which that's a bucket list of mine. So. Yeah, and those are those are long ones. Those are 14-day cruises. Yeah, that's like two weeks, right? That's crazy. 
Yep, 14 days is almost two weeks. No, it's, I mean, I just, I knew it was two weeks, but I mean, it's, I can't imagine spending two weeks on a boat. Like, don't you think after two, I guess you wouldn't be bored, Tony, because you, you, you would be okay with that, right? I would be fine with it. Cheryl hits her maximum, her max capacity for a cruise is about four nights. She, when we do the seven nights, she just gets bored. Yeah, I mean, I would think that two weeks on the ship, I don't know. I'd have to see the but itinerary and the stops. It would it would depend on how many times you've done it. I mean, like the first time going through the Panama Canal would be exciting. And then you're hitting a bunch of ports that you never hit on any other Disney cruise unless you're going back the other way. So I think it would be fun, like definitely the first time you did it and new experiences. But there are some people who do the, you know, canal, the 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 repositioning cruises every year. They They like to do them both ways. They like to do it year after year. I think then it, it just gets into monotony. Well, and then there's that repositioning, like the Galveston to Puerto Rico. That one hardly ever seems to be, I mean, it, it seems like it's got really good pricing on it. Don't often these repositionings have really good pricing, Tony, because they don't they, fill up as easily? They do. Um, they don't fill up because they are not closed loop cruises. Um, a closed loop cruise is a cruise that begins and ends in the same port. You know, if you're cruising out of New York and you're doing a repositioning cruise, it's like, for me, it'd be great. I can cruise out of New York. I can drive my car there. I can park it at the port. And when I come back to New York, I get in my car and I leave. Well, if you're in a repositioning cruise, it's great to get to your port, but your ship, your, your cruise is ending in a, in a different location. So now I've got to, you know, fly back to New York or fly back to Galveston. And it's just kind of another little wrinkle. So I think that turns a lot of people off is that you're not starting and ending in the same point. Um, so yeah, traditionally, uh, and historically, a repositioning cruise, you'll usually find some, I don't want to say deals because Disney never really has sales. They will put out after the 90 day mark, uh, you might see some special pricing if they are having, I don't want to say trouble filling up staterooms, but they might put out notices that they are looking for people to sail. So you might see a, a drop in prices, but the Disney cruise line does usually not you know, they're not like other cruise lines who are not, they're not discounting every cruise to get people on there. I was going to say, I've been doing this for many years and I've only seen a sale once in like the past two or three. And I actually had a client on it. I couldn't believe it. I saved her 4,000. It's Whoa. the only time I've ever, I, it's the only Whoa. time I've ever seen a sale. And it was just in, I was stunned. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 4,000. That's amazing. That's a lot of it money. was unreal. That's a that's always nice when you can tell them that because then it's like yeah yeah <laughs> but it was once in a blue moon <laughs> yeah and, and you know Rachel you you do bring up pricing and you know if the listeners are out there and they're wondering what the costs on some of these are pricing much like going to the you know any of the Walt Disney World resorts or Disneyland your pricing is going to fluctuate by the time of year um, so an identical itinerary you may find a price change you know, by thousands of dollars from week to week, you know, maybe the week you've chosen, um, the kids are in school and then the next week it's a school vacation. Well, you're going to see prices, you know, in some cases double, uh, when the kids are out of school. So, uh, the calendar, the pricing calendar varies wildly. Um, so we're not giving pricing on, on individual cruises. If you, you know, like I said earlier, if you do have an itinerary that sounds like it might be of interest of you, of yours, and you want to know what ports are involved in these individual itineraries and what the pricing might be at various points throughout the year, that's when you would want to reach out to Chris and have one of her main street and more agents, uh, get back to you and, and start helping you with the planning process. I'm sorry to interrupt Rachel with that shameless plug. <laughs> no, it's all good. I like shameless plugs if they benefit me a little bit. No, as long as you're not benefiting others. But back to our itineraries. So if you thought the Disney Wonder was busy, just, you know, the Disney magic saying, hold my beer or hold my Coke or whatever, if this is PGA rated. But because the Disney magic is a busy ship. It starts the year in Miami. It does three and six night Bahamian and Western Caribbean cruises out of there. It, it'll stay there until May. There will also be some four and five nights in the spring as well. And then in May, it's going to head across the Atlantic, another repositioning cruise to Barcelona. There it will do some seven night Mediterranean itineraries. And from the, then it will go to, and I am going to butcher this with my Arkansan accent, Civitavecchia? Yeah. Oh, you can just say you can just say Rome. Okay. Vita Vegemin. 
the magic's going to stay there from May into early July. They've got some 9 and 12 night Mediterranean and Greek Isle itineraries. Then it's going to head back to Barcelona for some five nights and then head up to Copenhagen. Do you say Copenhagen or Copenhagen? I say Hagen. I say say gondola. I say Hagen, but I feel like it's supposed to be Copenhagen. Eh, I'd say Copenhagen. That's how I say it too. But I say I say Hagen Das, so I say Copenhagen. No, you don't. It's not, Do you really? It's not Hagen Das. But did you know Hagen Das is actually created in America? But the guy who created it, his wife said, you know, if you made it sound like it's from another country, people would think it was more special. She's <gasps> smart and I chokes on us. I think it's somewhere in New England area. That's where it was created. But you know what? It's a quality ice cream. I agree. It's my favorite. It's yeah, Hagen Das is not foreign. It's not from Hagen. It's domestic. <laughs> but once we get up to Copenhagen, we're going to do some seven and ten night Northern European itineraries. Then we then the magic will go to Dover in August, and it'll do some five to seven night Norwegian and Western European European itineraries. And this was some, weren't these Norwegian ones inspired by Frozen, Tony? Not they, about when they, they started were. doing it. Okay, that's what I thought. And then in October. It's going to go back across the seas to New York and sail, do a five-night Bermuda and Canadian itineraries from October to early November. And then the Magic sails on down to Miami for the holidays. The Magic is a busy ship. It gets yeah. around. It's, it's, it's very interesting that uh, for New York next year, they have taken out the seven-night uh, Bahamian sailings because they were going from New York doing Castaway Key and a full day in Port Canaveral with... Uh, hopper passes to the theme parks, uh, and it looks like they have uh, nixed that for next year. Yeah, I'm a little confused. I mean, five nights to Bermuda from New York, October, sounds a little chilly to me. That's it, a, yeah. You know, I, I completely agree with you, uh, Crystal. We had the pleasure of sailing out of New York City when they were first here in 2012, and they were in New York City, I believe, from May until September, which was phenomenal. Um, the past three years, they have been back in New York, but they have been doing these September, October, November sailings. We sailed out the last week of October, and it was chilly for the first day and a half. So why they're coming to New York in you know the beginning of fall when the weather is crappy, I don't know. Uh, and you know, Bermuda is not that far south. Right. Um, it's like the equivalent of like South Carolina, right? It seems right. like they would want to do a New England cruise or something like that, you know, just cruise. Well, up they the do. They, they they probably do. They go up north to uh, what is that? Is that they got Maine. What is that up there? They do and go Nova, up to Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia. And St. John's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once again, you know, if you're doing that in October and you're going further north in October, it's only colder. You know, if you were going to Canada in the summertime, it's summertime. But once you hit October and you're going, you know, uh, further north, it, it it just it boggles my mind that they are not here in the summertime. Right. Yeah, I agree. Somebody I get agree. DCL on the horn. Adam, <laughs> can, can you tweet them? Are they listening? Them, yeah, They're tweet, always listening. Tweet them, would you? What am I asking them? Uh, ask them why they're not uh, in New York City in the summertime anymore. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to work the Twitters. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask. Yeah, I'm going to ask around for sure. There you go. Well, thank you, Rachel. Uh, yeah, you know, the, if you're a crew member on the Disney Magic, uh, you're definitely getting your frequent uh, flyer miles and there are frequent cruiser miles um, because that ship is all over the place. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens in 2022 when the new ships come into play. Where will they be homeported? Uh, they're going to be about the uh, they're they're about the same size as the Dream Class ships. One of those new ships will definitely be ported out of uh, Port Canaveral. Where are I'm assuming the smaller ships? Maybe maybe they get a permanent place over on the West Coast. The West Coast is very popular. Maybe one of those ships goes over to the Mediterranean. Disney Cruise Line only has four ships. They will have seven. Uh, seven by 2023, 2024. So they'll almost double their fleet. And, uh, you know, they're, they're still the number one cruise line for family cruising. And uh, they're super popular, so it, it'll be nice to see these additional ships come on board. We'll all hopefully get a chance to sail on them. And I think some of the funnest times to be on the cruise line is during the holidays. And I think Liza's got some information about sailing uh, on the Disney Cruise Line during the holidays. 
Anytime anything Disney during the holidays is amazing. So I am going to start it with the 4th of July celebration, Independence Day. And although we also need to tweet Disney why they're not having special super blowout fireworks during Independence Day. Um, Because it seems to be just like the same 4th of July show. But um, there's no pirate night or fireworks for sailings outside of the Caribbean and Bahamas. Still, you know, I guess they do some red, white, and blue outfits, and the characters are dressed up a little special. Um, One thing that Disney does go all out for, though, is Halloween. And um, Halloween on one of these ships is really, really fun. All the characters are dressed up, and they have costume night where, like, the crew and everybody will dress up in costumes. And families can bring costumes for this night on board. It's really fun. There's all kinds of activities. They have animation classes that you can draw scary characters. All the craft stuff are villain-themed. Oh, the karaoke's themed. So you can sing those kind of uh, Halloween songs. And um, I, I believe it's scary Is it scary That's That's really fun. They have trick-or-treating, too, all around the ship. So that, that can be an activity to look forward to. And um, they also have the Nightmare Before Christmas Scream and Sing, which they um, have audience participation in the Rocky Horror Picture Show musical numbers, which I was a little surprised by that. But And the Jack and Sally meet and greet which is always very popular. And they also have a Halloween-themed deck party. Uh, Mickey calling all the monsters masquerade. And um, lots of music and dancing. And they also have an adults-only costume party on the Adult Dance Club Evolution. And haunted storytelling sessions. I think that's fun, too. So it's very decorated. They've got a beautiful tree. It's like a spooky tree that they put up. And it's got all these branches. And it's just like a creepy tree. But it's really cool. And so if you're there during Thanksgiving, they will have the characters in their pilgrim costumes. And you will have a Thanksgiving menu in one of the main dining rooms on each ship. So, you know your traditional Thanksgiving thing. And they're also going to play the football game on that giant LED funnel vision outside as, as well as in the sports bar. But, you know, football, turkey, that's what you're doing. And you're, you're, on, a, you're on a cruise. So, hey, I'd rather be on a cruise than have to deal with some of my family members. <laughs> 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 and, Thanksgiving. and believe us, we've heard the stories about some of Eliza's family members. I think she's right. It's so true. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be there. Like, oh man, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was watching football on that big funnel vision TV right now and eating turkey in the main dining room. Anyway, well, that's for you another. Know, you know what I wonder cruise. is is how how many people watching that football game after they've had their Thanksgiving meal are like sound asleep. Oh yeah. On a deck chair. Oh, but there's no better place to be than on a deck chair with that ocean breeze and you're taking a nap as long as you wear sunscreen or you're in the shade because then it could be bad when you wake up <laughs> and you'll have a bad sunburn. But I, I would I would love to do that. I think that would be fun. So my favorite holiday of all time is always going to be Christmas, but they also celebrate Hanukkah and Kwanzaa on the ship as well. So Disney will start decorating the ship for the holiday around the middle of November. Kind of co- coincides with um, when they start decorating it at Disney World too. It's like kind of, it's, it's more closer to the beginning beginning of November, I think. Holiday-themed activities and events start around December 1st of each year, and they have a big Christmas tree. They also have a menorah and a kinara, and they're in each ship's atrium. And the tree lighting ceremony typically takes place on December 1st. So they have themed holiday activities. The characters are always going to be in the holiday outfits, which is really cute. They have a gigantic, real gingerbread house, which... I've seen pictures of. I've never actually seen it, but it looks really, really cool. And obviously holiday merchandise because we have to sell the merch. But Mickey and Minnie and Goofy, it's going to be cute. And for a bonus, they have holiday movies on the TV in your stateroom, which I think is really nice. So it really gets you in the spirit there. But Castaway Key is really transformed this time of year. They have snow flurries that happen. They've got the snowman that's decorated. The shuttle bus is decorated like a reindeer and antlers and everything. When there's Christmas lights everywhere with palm trees are decorated with the lights. And I think that's really fun. They also have religious 
services. So if you wanted to celebrate during each night of Hanukkah and a Catholic mass is um, held at midnight on Christmas Eve and a mass for interdenominational services are held on Christmas Day. Oh, and if you happen to be there on Christmas, Santa Claus comes down and uh, with milk and cookies and he'll give like small gifts to the children, which I think is really nice. So that's really cute. I, I love that. And I think, uh, Rachel, uh, you're headed for one of the very merry time sailings, are you not? I am. We're actually going to be there Christmas morning. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm very excited. I hope my son didn't hear me. He just (gasps) turned around and looked this way. I forgot he didn't know. Oh, my gosh, Rachel. Yes. (laughs) He's waving. I don't think he heard it. Oh, gosh, I hope he didn't hear it. (laughs) Sorry. I got nervous. (laughs) My door is shut. Okay. But it's also going to be Hanukkah that week. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting that it's, you know, sometimes I think that's interesting when Hanukkah and Christmas are the same weeks. Mm, um, yeah. So they're going to have both services going on. And then something I, I, on the wonder, at least people have said that people will wear their Christmas pajamas <gasps> uh, out for breakfast the day of Christmas and oh everything. And they go to the bananas in their Christmas pajamas. So I'm all excited about that. Uh, Target thankfully had some cute little pajama, Mickey pajama pants this year, and um, that, that, just so you know, we expect pictures. Yes, a, I want lots of pictures. I would love it. Like, what if you're like the only one that wore pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> well, in that okay. case, I definitely want pictures. I know. <laughs> like they said, everybody was doing Facebook it. Facebook group because I, be sure and join your cruises Facebook group. Yes. That, People are talking about, you know, be sure you have your pajamas. And then there's also Christmas Day, there's like a cookie buffet. And they do all these Christmas cookies on Christmas Day as well. And it's just a buffet of cookies. Oh, my gosh. And then that night is the Christmas dinner, and it's formal night that night. Mm. So, um, I want to see, like, what Santa Claus is distributing. And I want to see, like, all the kids with their milk and cookies and Santa and I mean, that's going to be so cool. That That's so fun. I just, I think that, you know, I never thought about doing a cruise at, on Christmas because I always thought, eh, I don't know if I'd want to do that. But when you list, you hear about it and you read about it and I, I just feel like this is going to be great. I am all over that. I think it's just, it's a great gift to give to your kids and to yourself, and you don't have to clean up all the mess unless you, you know, it's just, or deal with all kinds of other stuff, like family. Anyway, I love that. I'm so glad you're going, Rachel. That's going to be great. Well, thank you. We're really looking forward to it, but there are a lot of logistics just, you know, does Santa come to the ship and give gifts, or does Santa come to your house and... Well, they do have um, a little gift wrapping help that's complimentary on board if you do have gifts that you want to wrap. So um, if you need help with that, they have complimentary help on board. That's awesome. And I think they do have a landing area on board. Uh, It handles helicopters and sleighs. So uh, Santa and the the reindeer can land there. Um, They don't actually let him come down the smokestack because those are working. Well, two of them. Well, at least you know, you don't want them coming down the working smokestack no. because that might be messy. It'd be bad. Yeah. It, it could be worse than a chimney. Yeah, probably. But, probably. you know, I, I love how the whole ship, they have the holiday music piped in. You, you, you can't really escape the Christmas on the ship. It's just so nice. And it's, it's very holiday. And I think you're going to love it. And uh, it's something that I would love to do one day, too. So I'm all over that. And then New Year's Eve is holiday where they have uh, fireworks. They've got the countdown. And the pool deck is where the big party is with the DJs. And they've got live entertainment. And at midnight, obviously, they do the, the countdown. And then the fireworks display. And the atrium will have a balloon drop at midnight. And the kids' clubs will host parties early in the evening so that the kids can get to bed at a reasonable hour. You know, I think uh, New Year's Eve would be fun there, too. To now, see, as, as great as Christmas is, I think if I was to sail in the holiday season, it would have to be New Year's Eve because that's when Cheryl's birthday is. Oh, yeah. She is she is a New Year's Eve baby. So I, I think if I went any time other than New Year's Eve, uh, she would be upset. Oh, yeah. So, So someday she'll get to experience it. I think that would be fun, though, to ring in the new year on the ship. Very nice. 
on the ocean. So nice. Now, Liza, Liza went through the five holidays or holiday seasons that Disney celebrates, and uh, unfortunately, they are not celebrating Arbor Day this year, Aww. Uh, which makes Baby Groot unhappy. <laughs> and if you uh, are a Marvel fan and you like Baby Groot, uh, you can actually go on one of the two themed cruises that Disney runs. Uh, they have one cruise that is called the Marvel Day at Sea, which celebrates the Marvel Universe. Um, so usually this takes place on uh, a multi-night cruise. Uh, this year it's taking place uh, on some five-night Western Caribbean and Bahamian cruises departing from Miami during the months of January, February, and March. So the whole cruise is not Marvel-themed. Uh, as the name implies, it is Marvel Day at Sea. So on one day... Uh, there will be special Marvel character meet and greets. There will be Marvel-themed uh, a- activities. Uh, there will be special merchandise, of course, and food. Uh, there's an exclusive Marvel deck party. You know, that it'll rotate depending upon what characters are, are popular. And they will have movie Marvel, uh, Marvel, Marvel movie screenings going on uh, throughout the course of the cruise. So that is a fun day. And then the other option for themed cruises is something that I've done, and that is the Star Wars Day at Sea. Once again, you know, it's one day. The Star Wars Day at Sea takes place during the seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises uh, on the Fantasy. Once again, uh, this happens in January and February. Uh, So you'll get an opportunity to meet a bunch of Star Wars characters. There will be a deck party. There will be stormtroopers just kind of roaming the ship. Uh, I, I think I got a picture with Boba Fett on just a, in a stairwell. You know, he happened to be going by, and uh, that's fun. You know, like with the Marvel crews, they'll play a bunch of the Star Wars movies. They'll usually play them in order. They'll start with Episode One and work their way up to Episode. Uh, well, last year when I was on the cruise, it was Episode Eight. You know, it, it, it's a fun time. Uh, Bippity Boppy Boutique actually also offers um, adults the opportunity to do makeovers. Kids can get their Star Wars makeover done, and adults can get a, a Star Wars makeover. So that is always a good time. Yeah, so those those are available. You know, it happens to be during January and February when it's a little colder and some people don't like to cruise. But once again, kind of like the way Disney uses the marathons to get people down to Walt Disney World, they've started some of these themed cruises to bring people down to the cruise line in what have been traditionally low periods or slow periods for them. And, uh, you know, those are those are two fun times. And there are some other unique cruises that the Disney Cruise Line offers. And uh, he's been pretty quiet. I, I haven't heard much out of him this episode, so I'm, I'm not sure if he actually had some early turkey and fell asleep uh, since it's the week before Thanksgiving. But uh, I know, Adam, you're here still. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm oh, here. Somebody, somebody wake Adam. Thank you. <laughs> so, Adam, you want to give us a, a little insight on some of the unique itineraries that Disney offers? Yes, I do. But before that, I just want to reiterate, we want the pajama pictures on the cruise ship, Rachel. <laughs> the other thing was, Liza just referred to it as the football game on the big smoke screen. You're talking about the Thanksgiving Day football games? I guess the football game. Whatever football. You know I don't watch football. Yeah, I know. but You, you know how much little... Liza loves the foosballs. The foosball. <laughs> I only watched one game my whole life, and that was the, the, the year that the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl. Uh, that's the that only good. game you've ever that's seen? That's the only <laughs> game I've ever watched from start to finish, and that's only because I had just had twins. And they were infants, and I was stuck in this house. And I had people over, and I couldn't really escape. So I just, Good thing sat, they there. Won. I just sat there and watched it. But I was pretty shocked that New Orleans won. And, you know, I was pretty proud of them. But other than that, no. And I've never watched another one. Oh, speaking of another one. So Disney's got a lot of unique cruises, right? This one looks interesting. They do Adventures by Disney cruise packages. Where they do sailings with the magic in Europe, the wonder to Alaska, the fantasy to the Caribbean. You get your adventure guides on board and in port, VIP privileges, you know, your separate onboard type dinners and receptions, different onshore activities. You get, you know, early access off the port, debarkation. Is that, did I say that right? Debarkation? You did. Anybody? You did. Okay. You do. You're going to get all your, you know, your meals and snacks. That, that, you know what? That is, uh, that is like a cruise on steroids and adventures by Disney cruise package. No, Seems like no. a lot for one vacation. Oh yeah. I would be, I would love that. If anybody wants to do that for me, my birthday's <laughs> in March. 
<laughs> it is. Uh, it, it's total. It seems like it's totally crazy and just uh, as the kids say, mad expensive. Is that what um, they're saying now? I don't know. I think they said that like twelve years ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ad- Adventures by Disney also offers uh, some pre and post cruise packages for some of the European and Alaskan and Caribbean sailings. So if you can't afford to do the Adventures by Disney cruise as a whole, uh, you can pick up uh, you know some some options before and after your cruise uh, as well. They also got DVC cruises now. You can either, if you're a DVC member, you can use your points to book a cruise and any cruise. But from what I understand, it's not really a good use of points, I've heard. But they also have just DVC member cruises. They have two for 2020, one in August, going to Alaska on the Wonder. Oof. I guess that's nice, Alaska in August. It's better than Alaska like in January. Yeah, so you got the cruise, the DVC cruises, they have a whole bunch of special gifts that you're going to get. There might be an Imagineer, an artist on board that you can sit there and talk with. That's always kind of cool, don't you think? I I mean, I guess if you spent the money for DVC, it's a nice perk to have. It's kind of like how they have those nightly, um, those special night uh, parks. parks. Yeah, the Moonlight Magic, they call them, where it's open for a couple hours just for DVC members. I think that's, that's nice. Those are free. Yes. Yeah, those are free for members. This you got to pay for, obviously. I think if it, listen, if you've invested your money into DVC, I'm sure you are going to look into this at some point. Rachel, I know you have DVC. I do, but I bought mine from the used market, and <gasps> I am not allowed to use it for Disney cruises. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's right. So I see here, if you didn't buy direct, then you, you're not allowed on those um, DVC uh, special cruises. Well, yeah. I could go on if I paid, right? No, the, the DVC cruises are actually uh, chartered by, the, so by the Vacation Club. Oh, okay. So, yeah, then I would not be allowed. However, whenever I sail, I always get a DVC magnet on my door. So they'll give me a magnet, but I can't. <laughs> well, that makes up for it then. It's a magnet yeah. collection. <laughs> and they gave me a hat last time too so oh okay there you go like a baseball cap or yeah it was like a baseball cap that said disney cruise line dvc or something or another because there's it of course there is a dvc desk on every disney cruise line ship yeah okay now two years ago we were at disney world and eating at homecoming and art smith was in there and he came over to our table and he had just got off the dvc cruise and he had been on it and just was going on and on about how special that was. And I was thinking, how cool would that be to be on the cruise with him? You know, and I yeah. don't know if he did a cooking demonstration or what. But so. I would just be asking him questions about Oprah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wanted to when he came to our table, but I was a little, because to me, he was kind of, a, he's like a kind of a celebrity, I guess. He's a celebrity, celebrity chef. Yeah, he was so kind and took pictures with us and just super nice. So if you're ever at homecoming, keep your eyes open because he's frequently there. Yeah, he's a celebrity chef and he, Oprah loves him. And then it's like, oh, uh, anyway. I love homecoming so much and I never get to see him ever. I've been there so many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I'm so glad that you got to meet him. Well, thanks. He was... Uh, Kind, but they tell me he's there a lot. Maybe you need to go multiple times within a trip or something. Uh, right. Just stalk him. Just start stalking him on Twitter. Maybe he'll start tweeting, like, where he's going to be. And you'll be like, oh, my gosh, you guys, he is here. I do follow him on Twitter. Do you all? No, I don't. No. But... You know, you, you need to because he'll put when he's there. That's sometimes. what I'm saying. Like, that's what they'll do. Like, they'll post on Twitter. Twitter's like, I'm understanding Twitter a little bit more now. Watch out, Adam. And I'm trying to, uh, like, I, I'm finding that you can, people will respond to Twitter more than they will in the other platforms, it seems. So it's just, you get more of a response to things uh, when you have a complaint or when you need to find something out. I just feel like it's a good resource, but it's a good, good way to find out where Art Smith's going to be. And he's listed as <laughs> Chef Art Smith. There you go. Chef Art Smith. Maybe he'll listen to the podcast. I and the first thing it says is former chef of Oprah Winfrey. Well, of course, oh. because if I was had anything to do with Oprah, that would be the first thing on anything. 
I would be saying Oprah. I would be like right there. That would be that would be it for me. I love Oprah Winfrey. Adam, you need to tweet him. What do you want me to say? I want you to say, hey, you, you listen to the Mousemore podcast. And then we have like an agent named Crystal and she really wants to meet you. Yes. And then Dude. you can say like, can you please like shout out when you're going to be close to your restaurant in Orlando? And then I'll fly down from New York. <laughs> of course you will. You just got to get a quick flight. Go have a lunch. Get a little picture. He was in Nashville to at the last week. Oh my gosh, we got us so off topic. Tony's banging his head right now. Oh well, we're gonna <laughs> really back in. But I'm not just at all. Art Smith. Art no, Smith. No, this is this is this is what separates us, the men from the boys here. We we we, stalk we know we know everything that's going on in real time. Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be so amazing if there was a celebrity chef? DCL, just one cruise that had all celebrity chefs. I would wish that it would be the guy, the Frontier Kachina guy. Oh, I'm drawing uh, a blank. Rick Bayless. Rick Bayless. Bayless. Oh my gosh, Rick Bayless, please. Homecoming is one word or two words? I got to tweet Rick Bayless. That's what I'm going to do. And there's no G, right? He will answer you, Liza. I've done that. I love him. And he's also at Frontier a lot. That's what I've heard, and I'm really jealous. Because so. I want to go there with him. You know his brother's an ESPN guy, Liza. You probably didn't know that, but no, I, why would I? His, he's got a famous brother that's in sports. Wait, wait, wait. Who is this? Rick Bayless. Rick Bayless. Oh wait a minute, his brother Skip Bayless? Yeah, Skip, not Scott. Skip. Yeah, that's his brother. I didn't know that. Oh, you know Skip? Yeah, we would go yeah, way I back. I know Skip Bayless very well. <laughs> we he's not with back. ESPN, but yeah. He's not. I thought no, he was. No, he got. He's off them. Oh, he's, he's very controversial, Skip Bayless. Well, well, Rick's his brother. Also, his name isn't Skip. I didn't know that either. I love Rick Bayless. John Edward. Huh. Yes. Disney food cruise. Look, Rick Jeez. Bayless is his brother. I didn't know that. Well, and you're talking about celebrity chefs. If you follow Art Smith, he retweeted something. Um, it's something about... Morimoto Asia and Homecoming are hosting the third annual Saki and Shine event on December 6th, and only 50 tickets available. And it shows both um, the Morimoto guy and Chef Art Smith, so it looks like they're going to be together. So when I was down there in January, I tried to eat at Homecoming, and they had that whole strip closed off, and it looked like it was an—maybe that's what it was, actually. It was a small ticketed event right down that street and they just closed it off and everybody was just eating and drinking all different things it it looks so nice and there was me weeping on the side because i couldn't get in speaking (laughs) of um, special ticketed events these dvc cruises are very popular and it appears that they charge you extra money to for them they're a little more higher priced than a normal cruise for the same itinerary would be so i wonder if not that we're getting in the pricing I'm just wondering if it makes sense to do this. I don't know. I guess that's, you're going to have to figure that out on your own. Well, are there special things? Well, I mean, it's all special. You know, everything's special. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're going to get your free tote bags and your pads and pencils. It, it's something to consider for sure. Not for me because I don't have DVC. But uh, anyway, another one they do is these. Now, people love this. The double dip cruises where you're going to do Castaway K, K or Key? It's Key, right? It is Key. Yeah. Castaway Key two times on your cruise. It's not necessarily consecutive. Ah, that I would like. Because, I mean, aren't you doing the Disney cruise for part of the reason because of Castaway Key? No? Yes? Yes. Why are, we taking the, why are we spending the money on the Disney cruise? Because it's the Disney difference, and it's also Castaway Key, right? Because the itineraries are very similar to other itineraries, other cruise lines. They're all going to the same islands, but none of them go to Castaway Key. So if you can get a cruise ship and take it twice, that's pretty cool. And this way you can enjoy, you know, a family beach one day and maybe the snorkeling another day or something, right? Or do the the strenuous activities, the 5K, the bike riding. The lifting the food into your mouth. Yeah, those hard-to-do activities, I think. Or if you don't even want to get off the boat. Like, when we go on this cruise, I'm tempted to just stay on the boat the whole time. I mean, I'm spending all that money to be on the boat. I might as well just never leave, right? Or am I crazy? Uh, if you're going to Castaway Key and you stay on the boat, I'd put you in that crazy category. <laughs> 
But I don't really swim. I just lay. I just lay there. And you know what else I do? I cover myself up because I don't want to get sunburned. Well, you take your babushka and you go down to the uh, down to the shore. I mean, I literally will cover myself in towels because I don't want to get sunburned because uh, you know I'm very fair skinned and sometimes I don't remember to put sunscreen on. So that's what I got to do. Then you have a seaside cabana uh, massage written all over you, Mister Spa Boy. All right. Well, if I'm just looking for a longer cruise, I want one of those double dip cruises. And we talked about this before. They have the repositioning cruises where they're going from one place to another, and it's a one-way ticket through the Panama Canal, transatlantic. They're it, they're inexpensive in terms of daily price, right? Because they're not necessarily popular because you're not landing in the same spot that you started. So it's kind of inconvenient for the cruiser. But you also get a longer cruise. I I don't know if this is great for I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's not great for families. Maybe it's more for like people without children that are a little bit more flexible. They have maybe take more days off because these these long these repositioning cruises are usually longer. Like so what like I think we said it before, ten days, fourteen days. So I don't know if I'd be into one of those. I, I think uh you know, if you're going to like Europe or something, it's it's a way to kill two birds with one stone. Get on a cruise, go to Europe. But you, you know, but if I'm if I'm going like Miami to Galveston, eh. but but it took you ten days to get to Europe when it could take you six hours to get there on a plane. But cruising is so relaxing. Is it relaxing after being in the same spot for ten days though? I don't know. I I can't I can't really speak on it because I haven't done it. But I mean, Cheryl's done it, and she she's bored after four days. So, what's she gonna do after ten days, Tony? I say yes. I just have to find somebody to go with on go with me on a ten day cruise. So, right. if any well, if any of you are free, him. I'll. How about we go together, Tony? You could take the, the top bunk, and uh, oh, and we'll figure bunking? out if it's good or not. We're Sorry, bunking. What? You're doing a bunk room. Well, how else are we gonna position ourselves? Well, I mean, don't they have like double beds? Adam's not the little spoon. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little dipper. Uh, don't that some of these rooms have the bunk beds, right? The jump, they sort of yes. against the wall. Yeah, so yeah, they, they do. They do have bunk beds. I just thought that was an odd choice. Well, I I was just trying to be funny, but that's fine. We can go. <laughs> we can be serious for once, Liza. The whole show. Well, let's oh. let's start now. Let's start. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. so Adam- Thank thank you very much for uh, this look at the unique uh, cruises uh, that are offered by Disney. Uh, You know, I I think when Adam did mention that the the Disney Vacation Club uh, offers a cruise, which uh, is a charter by them. So the Disney Vacation Club takes over the entire ship. It is not open to the public. Uh, While those types of cruises are very rare, uh, 2019 saw the first one. 2020, they will have the second one. And that is a, a charter by Turner Classic Movies also known as the TCM channel. And you can cruise with some of the TCM stars and watch old movies and go to discussions about old, old movies. You know, a lot of the other cruise lines do stuff like that with, you know, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek cruises and, you know, 80s rockers cruises and oh, 90s yeah. rockers cruises. And uh, Luckily, Disney, because I think their fleet is so small, they don't want to you know, tie up a, a ship or two a lot to do that. But uh, TCM, which has had a special relationship with Disney over the years, uh, has started with these special charter cruises in 2019 and 2020. Additionally, it looks like uh, the Dream will have a dry dock uh, session in October. It's supposed to be a good-sized one. And the Magic will have a, a few weeks in September uh, that could be a short dry dock spell. But that's good. That's just an opportunity for some of those public areas and staterooms to get refreshed. It's nothing major. And, you know, they'll be back on the water before you know it. So uh, anybody have any closing thoughts before we wrap up DCL 201 here? I think we hit all the highlights of this. But I think that, um, you know, wherever you want to go, I mean, Disney's got a lot of options out there. And it is, like, it's pretty much probably the best ship you're ever going to go on. So it's worth it. I agree. So as we oh, get ready. To, oh, yes. I have something I want to say. Yes. I hope the rest of you people come on this cruise that I'm going on with the other agents. In May. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And. And when is that, just in case any fans listening want to uh, show up? <laughs> May. Oh, now we put him on the spot. You put me on the spot. It's like, yeah, come on the cruise. It's sometime in May. Remember. 
No, no, no. May 15th. Friday, May 15th. It's three nights. May 15th, 16th, 17th. They, we come back on the 18th. It stops in, I don't know the order, but it stops in Nassau, which that's that's when I plan on staying on the boat. And I don't we have, have Castaway Key. Yeah, and then Castaway Key. So Nassau for me will be my spa day, I believe. I think oh, that's me how too. Right. I'm doing spa day too. Manny Petty's massages. The Rainbow Room, or what's it called? The Rainforest, rainforest Room. room <laughs> which I yes. will do the Rainforest Room because I have to see what all the fuss is about. The Rainbow Room is at the top of Rockefeller Center. Oh. Yeah, that's that private uh, club or whatever. Well, the Rainforest Room, coincidentally, uh, will be in Disney Cruise Line 301, which is a uh, third year topic uh, course uh, where we will cover some of the uh, options of things to do on board because you know we've gone over the ships we've taken a look at the itineraries we've looked at some of the home ports by this point you should be ready to book uh, so once you've booked, uh, then we need to start talking about what you're going to be experiencing on board and give you a little bit of information on that. Uh, so that will be coming up in the very near future. I hope you found this to be informative. If you have any questions, please reach out to us on the group page, uh, the Mouse and More podcast, once the show has been published. And, you know, we'll, we'll try to get you an answer. As always, keep an eye out for the Mouse and More on Twitter. Uh, because Adam is diligently keeping the Twitter world abreast, uh, refreshed. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you do on Twitter, but you're doing it well. Uh, Liza's doing some stuff on the Instas, and uh, Rachel's not on any social media. Um, <laughs> you can't find she's Rachel not. anywhere. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening tonight, and once again remind you: if you have any inclination of doing a Disney cruise and you'd like more information, reach out to Main Street and More Travel. Chris will hook you up with an agent that will work with you to get you and your family the perfect cruise or Disney vacation or all-inclusive vacation or other cruise line uh, or Universal because they are a full-service travel agency and they handle more than just Disney. So I'd like to thank my fellow hosts this evening, Liza, Rachel, and Crystal, and Adam. Thank you, guys. And until next time, this is Tony, and you've been listening to the Mouse and More podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Happy sailing. Bye. Bye. Oh, boy, mateys. 